praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, <clears throat> and I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. And I thank and praise God for what he is doing in our lives. My God, I bring you greetings from on high. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. He is righteous and holy in all his ways. And for that, I say thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your righteousness. Thank you for your holiness. And I thank and praise you this morning for who you are, that you loved us enough, my God, to expose yourself to us, to expose the mysteries of who you are, and to allow us to know you through the parting of our sins, that we may have intimacy with you. Well, today I want to thank God for another year, my God. It was around about this time about a year ago, when I heard the Lord say to me that it is time. It is time. I remember uh, there was a situation going on on the job, and, and, and they were talking about COVID and getting COVID shots and, and how we had to, uh, you know, comply in order to keep and maintain our jobs. And It was so much going on around about this time. And I remember it coming to me that uh, you you could present or provide religious uh, backing to to determine, uh, you know, uh, your convictions, to, to, to determine your convictions. And you can exempt yourself from the requirement. And so one day I was just sitting and I was pondering that and I heard the Holy Spirit say, it is time. It is time. It is time for you to walk and accept my call that I have placed on your life. My God, my God. And I can hear the Holy Spirit acts of me as it was written in the word of God. Daughter, dawn. Do you love me? Do you love me? If you love me, then feed my sheep. And I'm telling you, I've been on this journey (coughs) trying to get things in order. I feel like, you know, when you prep your house for the holidays and you get stuff right so that when company come, you can host and feed them the right way. Well, I've been on this journey and I am so glad and grateful for all of the blessings that God has done. I acknowledge that he is working a work on the inside of me. My God, he is doing some great things and I'm just expecting even greater as we cross over into the next year. But I am walking in obedience to God's will. I'm taking it day by day and step by step. And as I continue to move, God will move with me. Amen. I'm moving with him, following his lead. So I will encourage you, if God has pressed upon your heart, to do anything in this season, if he has uh, admonished you to move, move, 
it is time to move. And for those of you who who are not clear about what God has called you to, and <clears throat> I'm struggling over here because I think these folk in this house done gave me their goals. But uh, but if God has called you to anything, operate in it, move out. Even if you don't have all of the answers, I don't have all of the answers and I'm just walking day by day doing what God has called me to do. And if you don't know what the call is, connect and join with somebody else. There's so much work to be done, I'm telling you. And if we take a concerted effort to do what God is calling us to do, the world will be a much better place. So tap in. Tap in, it's time. We're in 2023. <laughs> How much longer are you going to have to wait? It is time. Oh, we're, we're almost in 2023. Anyway, so I would encourage those of you who felt led and compelled to join us. Join us on Tuesday nights. We will have uh, corporate prayer. We will be praying for the ministry, praying for our family members and loved ones and those that God has allowed to cross our path. We will be praying for you and you and you. And God is faithful. He is faithful. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. I've never asked God for something and God is never, uh, uh, and God is not responded. I may not have always gotten things the way that I wanted them, (laughs) but I know enough to know that God is in full control for a reason, because he is an all-wise, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipresent God, who is a great God, my God, and he has our best interest at heart. Amen. So, Ask God, seek God over the remainder of this year uh, for your purpose and what is his plan for your life because you got to be doing something. It, it, he, he doesn't desire for any of us to be idle. An idle mind is the devil's workshop, right? And so we don't want to be idle. You ought to be doing something. If you ain't prepping and planning, you ought to be executing. That's how the kingdom works. Nobody should be sitting around doing nothing. And if you can't determine what you ought to be doing, go pick up and help somebody else. Each one, reach one. Amen. So I wanted to start out today. I'm going to do another Bible supplement. uh, And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I wanted to talk about uh, just the foundation of our faith and our knowledge, more specifically around the Bible. There are some things that are going on in this world right now that I believe is not by happenstance that it is going on in this season and that God is taking us through this journey and this path, this route, and this way. Uh, If you've been following uh, the news, maybe more so social media, uh, and the things that have been going on, there's been some public display and, and publicity around uh, the ideal of the Jewish faith, uh, the, tra- the 12 tribes of Israel <coughs> and the Jews versus the Gentiles the, and the Protestants and so forth. And so um, very... Um, I want to say uh, nationally 
internationally known uh, situations have, have occurred, right? And so, like I said, I just don't feel like it's, it's by chance that we are in the book and God is exposing to us, giving us revelation and knowledge of, of this uh, so that we know for ourselves. But what I wanted to address, what I wanted to address is uh, this, this fallacy, this concept that the enemy continues to perpetuate the, the deception and the minds of the believers when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the Word of God. And so I want to start here. I want to start with I, and this is prophet, <clears throat> I believe in God. I believe in the Trinity. I believe that Jesus Christ walked the face of the earth, that he was sent by God as an instrument to bring forth and usher in salvation by the sacrifice of the blood in which he shed. Now, now this is this is what I know to be true. And so with that knowledge, I do not debate or argue. But because God has anointed me and appointed me to teach and to preach his word, I have to give the truth. And so whether you receive it or not is up to you. But when that time comes, because God has used me as an instrument and an extension of his voice, you can't say, oh, God, I didn't know. (laughs) You can't say, I didn't know. Because prophet has brought you the truth, but you decided to not hear it or receive it. But by the authority and the power of the Holy Ghost, the anointing that resides on the inside of me, that same anointing that resurrected Jesus from the dead. I come by authority, not on my own seal, but through the seal of God that has been placed on my life. So I would admonish you to heed my words. But what I was stating is that if when Jesus walked the face of the earth, because he was sent of God. If he preached and ministered the word of God from what we know to be the Bible today, then that's proof enough for me. That's enough. If if Jesus believed it, (laughs) and I want to be more like him, that's enough. But I will take it even further. I'll go a little bit further with this because I'm so sick of the enemy. We going into 2023. We ain't got time for all of this. It's too much work that needs to be done. And we are so bound by this thing. And it manifests itself mostly in this term, this phrase that people use. They say, I'm not following no white man's religion. Even white folk are saying. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, let me tell you, this is not, Christianity is not a white man's religion. But I'll take it a little bit further. Every thought, ideal, precept, concept, ideology, philosophy, 
that we have floating around in these minds and brains of ours have been derived from the origin of a thought from someone else's mind. Everything. 90% of what we know has come from somewhere and something and somebody. You didn't wake up like this. <laughs> as much as we love baby geniuses and baby uh, uh, boss babies, you didn't wake up one day with the knowledge that you have. It had to be imparted to you from somebody and somewhere. And so with that said, everything we know has been known. And everything that has been known, that has been documented, we have adopted. Now, we process things through our own understanding and our own interpretation and, and the way that we think. But everything that you know comes from somewhere. So we, we need to build up this counter uh, argument. Now, listen, I don't claim to be a theologian or an apologetic. I, I don't. But, you know, I, I can flow <laughs> where I need to flow when I need to flow there. But to build up the counteract this foolishness that the enemy has put in the earth as if everything we don't know comes from somewhere, okay? Not the 10%. God gives revelation that has never been revealed or exposed in the earth and it manifests through our knowledge. God allows us to process things and come up with innovations and, and understanding beyond anything that has been released in the earth. So, so, so that's just how the mind operates, right? And so we talked one time and I shared with you all just the life cycle or the anatomy of wisdom. It, it begins with data, right? We talked about that, just the life cycle and how uh, information progresses. So we talked about data, which is formed into information, which brings context to the data, right? And data's uh, information forms facts or fiction, right? And so that information <clears throat> provides knowledge, right? Knowledge, now you have an understanding because you have the facts, the data, the information, and now you can apply that to logic. Logic breeds knowledge and understanding. And once you have the knowledge and you apply that knowledge, the application of knowledge is wisdom. But everything that has a start has an end. Everything with a beginning has an ending. But because God has no beginning, he has no ending, and therefore he is the source and the uh, uh, beginning of any knowledge that man has. Okay? So, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to tap into is, okay, so now we've established you ain't coming here a mega mind knowing everything. You ad adopted somebody's ideals that you aligned to, right, with your knowledge and you've seen evidence of certain things to say, yeah, uh-huh, that is true. But let's go into the history. Let's go into uh, 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 how we as humans convey information from generation to generation. And I like to use the experience that God allowed me to have when I was in grade school. 
when I was younger, we, uh, I, I was, I'm a product of Detroit public schools. And when I was in school, we had uh, what they called social studies and social studies was broken out into different uh, uh, historic histories and stuff like that. So I had American history, I had government, I had civics, you know, and I forget what else I had. But anyway, uh, when we were in school, we would read books that were written by these so-called white men. They, they were not written by African Americans, and that's just the way that our country is set up. And so in these historic books, these history books, they accounted for the early age of American history. And so there were stories about people like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and uh, Abraham Lincoln. And so we would read these things, and I'm talking about, I'm a 70s baby, so in the 80s I went to school, 90s high school, you know, and beyond. So in the 19th century, I mean the 20th century that I was living in, in the 1900s, there was no one that I knew at that time that I could tap into that had first-hand account of who George Washington was. Nobody could come and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I live next door to A. <laughs> I can tell you everything they wrote in that book is right. Nobody was there and had first-hand knowledge, but what happened was the people that were there, they documented the account of the things that were occurring at the time. And that account was translated into or transcribed into certain literature. And so by the time I got in school, now I have this history book. Now, mind you, even though they depicted certain uh, characters throughout our history in this book, they left out a lot. (laughs) They left out a lot because they only focused on their European um, contribution versus the other cultures uh, that were a part of what made this country what it is today, but or up until that time. But nonetheless, uh, we had that. And so same thing for government, same thing for civic. I mean, it, it was it was there. It was written by them, but we accepted it and we adopted it as truth because we knew that there were some valid facts based on the data that had been captured and collected. So on the other side, again, being a product of the Detroit Public Schools, we had a rich African-American culture. At least that was my experience. I can't say for all of my siblings, even though we all went through the same school system. But I can recall having throughout my academic career um, African-American studies, some some form of that, from grade school to, you know, uh, middle school to, you know, high school. We had something 
some type of African-American studies. And so during that time, there were accounts of things like Sojourner Truth or uh, 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 George Washington Carver, uh, you know, so many others who had come before us that in that day, there was nobody alive that could go back and say, yep, I live next door. I went to school with, I ran with, I was there with Harriet Tubman. Nobody who was alive at that time that could account for the stories that were passed down by, guess what, these African-Americans, because most of our African-American literature were written by up-and-coming authors of that time, and they created these books for us to learn. But we adopted and we accepted the, the truth of what they were sharing because stories had been passed down from one generation, documented for the next and the next and the next. So when we say we don't want to accept this white man religion, one, we've established it ain't no white man's religion. It is God's religion that has been given to man and anything that is man-made, man-made, religion is man-made, it is flawed. It is not, in, it is not fallible. I mean, it is not infallible. It is fallible. Fallible meaning that it is with flaw. Infallible meaning that it is flawless. And so God allowed us to have religion as a way to connect with him. But in, in as with everything else we do with as man, <laughs> we, we jack some stuff up. And so as a result of that, some predatory spirits, some predatory demonic spirits saw the influence that the Word of God had on mankind. And they took that and twisted it for their own agenda. When we call these demons Christians, they are not. They call themselves Christians, but we know, hey, people can say what they want to say call themselves whatever they want to call because when that day comes and they say but Lord we prophesied in your name we healed in your name we cast out demons in your name and he says depart from me and and lets us know hey I never knew you you ain't come from me I didn't send you that's what's going to happen to these who manipulated the word of God and used it for their own ill will, evil intent. I always say there's a special place in hell for some of these people, that God has a special place for them. But nonetheless, this is a part of the reality of our humanity, I mean, our human experience, what we've seen and what we've experienced, but it does not take away from the validity of the word of God. So anyway, so 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 here's the lesson. Number one, something you know today, you learned from somebody else. 
Number two, information, data, facts are written by humans. And so some knowledge that we receive come from one race or the other. But let's dig a little bit deeper into this concept of I'm not going to follow the white man's religion because the white man wrote the Bible. Well, according to my information and my knowledge, whiteness was not defined until well after the Bible had been written. The categorization of black versus white had not even occurred. And I don't want to start naming off centuries because I could be wrong. (laughs) But it had not occurred yet to separate the people into races until it became beneficial during the slave trade where they had to identify um, authority over another. Okay? So that never happened. As I was saying, it it never happened. It never happened. I had to take a mini break because <clears throat> whenever this alarm goes off, it knocks me out of this podcast. I need to find another way to do this. But uh, but anyway, so uh, what was I saying? <laughs> you know, something, anything that we've ever learned, we got it from somewhere. Uh, the the categorization of races did not occur when the original Bible was written. So you can't say it was a white man's Bible. And as a matter of fact, the Bibles, the versions of the text that were used to manipulate and enslave a whole group of people was butchered and 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 taken apart and only partially shared with others because they knew the power of the word and that if people actually got the word of God, they would have a certain sense of power. And so because of that, they omitted a lot of what was in the word. But let's go back to the ideal of the white man's religion. And oftentimes people take the fact that the first recognized Bible that was translated from its original origin was a a, uh, collaboration and correlated in texts, different sets of texts, into the Bible under the leadership and rule of King James. And so people equate that because we have a translation there that it was King James who put into the Bible what he wanted, took out what he wanted, added what he wanted. And so Bada boom, bada bing, 
you got the white man's Bible. Well, I come here to share by the authority of the Holy Spirit, the resurrected, the same power of the Holy Spirit that dwelled in the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit as a part of the Trinity, the same power and authority of the Holy Spirit that levers the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. I come to you today to tell you that the Bible is not a white man's word. It is a word that is given to us by the God that we serve. It was scribed by those that are of African descent. Because if you think about it, the original words of the Bible, the chronicles, words transcribed and articulated from Hebrew. And so the Hebrew Bible was translated. And most of what we read today is a result of that. And so when you say that it's the white man's Bible, (laughs) while the white man may have taken, as he's done throughout the history of time, from other cultures and called it his own, (laughs) nobody can take the Bible and lay claims to authoring it. The key to understanding the Bible where I share with you all my experience in grade school and beyond with learning different histories that were fragmented and only had bits and pieces of it together. And you had to search or or get uh, input to get the more holistic picture. The difference between a history book and the Bible is that God has allowed his Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us. And those gaps that need to be filled can be filled as we get into his presence. As we get a greater understanding and intimacy with him, God will expose himself through his word and give us revelation as a result of his word. Don't allow yourself to go into 2023. It's it's some things, even in my personal life, my professional life that I just <laughs> look that was 10 that was a 10 year ago dawn that was going to argue that with you I don't have time I don't have energy I don't have the patience it, you believe what you want to believe and seek God for truth and if it is your truth then so be it but I'm telling you one thing about me I'd rather live my life for the rest of my days, believing in a heaven and a paradise to come, reconciling back to the one who sent me, my creator, my God, to wake up at the death, to be into his presence. I would rather live every day of my life with that belief, with the risk of waking up the next day after death, kissing dirt, and being devoured by worms. 
If that is my fate, that's my fate. But baby, I'm going to tell you, I'd rather wake up the next day with the potential of going to heaven than to wake up the next day and find myself in hell. All my days will be dedicated to Christ. To live is Christ. To die is gain. To live is Christ. To die is gain. When I leave this earth, I'm telling you, I got a place to go to. (laughs) A place where Jesus has prepared for me. And I thank God that he has given us his word to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. And the enemy wants us to get stuck on, you know what, and focused on minus. I don't have time for it. It's too much to get out of his word. Now, if that's for you, let it be for you. But for whatever reason, God sent me your way to try to draw you into a different perspective. We got to get in our word. The enemy want to send all of these little roadblocks and, 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 and distractions from folk who don't even know. I get so sick of people talking about stuff they don't know. A lot of fluff and people following them. They ain't picked up the Bible, ain't read a word, ain't did none of that. Ain't tried to get into God's presence. Don't even pray. Ain't y'all listening to folk. I'm telling you, get in your word. It's a lot of uh, biblical illiteracy in the church. And God is wanting us to know him. Listen, this is a eternity, a, a eternal relationship that we are building today. And it take all that time. It takes a whole lifetime and beyond to develop and build a relationship because of how Adam and Eve separated us from God to begin with. It was never his intention that we be separated. But anyway, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to get into our Bible supplement, but I wanted to get that out there because we need to get beyond this, for real. We done graduated. We ain't, we ain't, uh, you know, immature saints. We got to learn this thing so we can teach others and, and, and move on. Because that's, I'm telling you, the enemy wants to keep us from getting in the Word. And he think he can do it with some little weak argument about the white man religion. I don't even make no sense. <laughs> Most of what you know come from a white man, a black man, a brown man, a red man, yellow man, maybe some of y'all a green man. But, but y'all, y'all better, come on, let's, let's get beyond this, okay? All right, well, I love you so much. I look forward to getting into the study. All right, blessings to you. Tap in, tap in.